host, Joey Hogan, joined by Tyler Ratliff, Peyton McIntyre, and Andrew Stewart. How are we doing, boys? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm feeling it. Great day today. Great day today. So I'd like to start off with a hot topic for any Detroit sports fan. Mm-hmm. The Detroit Lions. They have a Sunday night game this week against the Packers. And, oh boy, this is a big game. So I'd like to start off with a few things that I've learned from the Packers. So looking back at a few stats, uh, the Green Bay Packers take a four-game winning streak into their contest with the Detroit Lions, or on a four-game winning streak before the Lions game. Uh, it is at January 8th, 2023, uh, at Lambeau Field, at 8-20 game. Uh, Packers are listed as favorites in this one, with a spread setting over 4.5 points and over-unders 49 in the contest. Uh, previously, the Packers just faced the Minnesota Vikings, and they won 41-17. And the Vikings, as we all know, have been super hot this season. So I'd personally, they're, on, they're, on, they're hot. They're on fire. You know, and what, do, what do you guys have to say about that one? Okay. Here's what I've got to say. This is the Packers at Lambeau Field. You don't get nothing better than this in Detroit when it comes to the Lions. You're going against Aaron Rodgers. Anybody that's a Lions fan doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is just the most despicable quarterback in the NFL. This guy wears a chin strap that everybody used to wear in 1972. He's got this old helmet. He's always messing with everybody in Detroit. He threw the Hail Mary a couple years ago and just destroyed everyone's hopes in Detroit. We need to beat Aaron Rodgers this year. We lost to him the first time we played him in Detroit. This is huge for the Lions, especially if we beat them. This is a chance for us to make the playoffs. This You're is right. Adding on to that one, um, if you look at the playoff standings, the Lions beat the Packers, obviously, and you go back to the to, to the Rams back at it again. Um, you see that the uh, the Rams need to beat the Seattle Seahawks to advance the Lions to playoff. They both need to win. The Rams need to beat the Seahawks, and the Lions need to beat the Packers, and the Lions are in the playoffs. So, again, we're all relying on – we have draft picks from the Rams. We're relying on the Rams to beat Seattle, which I tell you what, I think they have a chance. Uh, recently, I've been seeing Cam Akers has been having himself a day. Uh, they, unfortunately, Matt Stafford is out for the game, as we learned this morning. He was listed as playing, but now he's out officially. Rod Baker, Rod. Let's see what Baker Mayfield has to do. What do you guys say about that one? He, he's done it with the Browns before. He He's won a playoff game with uh, the Browns. He could definitely do it. He's had experience in the NFL. Uh, from a line standpoint, this is a playoff game for them. they got to win this uh, to get in the playoff. And... Um, Frankly, the last few game, the last like eight games have been kind of playoff games. Like it'd be probably a double elimination, and they're out. But uh, and uh, they they gotta win this to go on. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to the Lions' defense. If anything, I mean, you gotta stop Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Christian Watson has really emerged with seven touchdowns as a rookie with only thirty six catches. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And Aaron Rodgers has been playing really well recently. And I think it just comes down to Aiden Hutchinson and uh, Okuda out there on the defense with Hutchinson having three picks as a rookie D lineman, which is phenomenal, especially being, you know, almost a defensive rookie of the year. And I, th- I think it just – because both offenses are great, two of the really good scoring offenses in the league, and I think it just – one team has to stop the other team to get some momentum going, and then that's where it really starts to change the game. I think for the Lions, they really need their run game to step up. You see Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. Once the run game starts going, the short pass works for the Lions, and once the run works, the pass works. And if they get a little bit of a rhythm, that's going to work good against the Packers. The last time we played the Packers, it was kind of a defensive game and a scrappy game and a lot of uh, turnovers. And you got to force Aaron Rodgers like to 15, make – 15-9, I think the score was. Yeah, like, it was unusual for it was the weird. teams. 
And uh, you got to force Aaron Rodgers into those turnovers. You got to get Aaron Rodgers frustrated. I remember he was screaming at himself during that game. He was very angry. Uh, get him mad in Lambeau. It, it's his home. It's what he's used to. But you got to get him out of sorts and uh, distract him. Oh, yeah, just one other thing I got to add on here to the Lions. Like, you talked about it. Aiden Hutchinson, probably top two best rookie defenders picked in the draft this year. And let's just talk about this. Jalen Ramsey, one of the best corners in the NFL. Aiden Hutchinson, as a defensive lineman, has more interceptions than Jalen Ramsey. That is impressive right there. Jeff Akuda, on the other hand, I got to be for I'm not impressed he's with him. He's a bust. He's been killing me. We saw him against Carolina. It looks like he's just running around out there sometimes with like a chicken with its head cut off. But then um, every, one of these, every one of these days he'll make a big-time play. And it'll be like, oh, Jeff Akuda, and then he'll Yeah, him. I mean, like when, he, when we played the Vikings, Jefferson, what? He had very, very little stats. Yeah. I mean, when he has to perform big, he, he steps up and he makes the play. But – when it's like, you know, you're going against an average receiver, it's like he doesn't perform very well. Oh, absolutely. And he just, like, I feel like the Lions, especially during, like, hard knocks and the training camp coming into this year, were like, Jeff Akuda, he's going to be different this year. I know he's been injured or whatever, but he's going he's gonna to prove everybody wrong. I'd say he's done below average this year. He's maybe had a couple good games, but, I mean, did we – I can't remember. This past game, I thought I saw Jeff Akuda bench. I didn't even see him on the field hardly at all. So that tells you what the organization thinks of him as well. You know, I'd like to go back to the point where we were talking about uh, the Green Bay Packers and coming from their point of view, you know. Uh, the interview with Matt LaFleur uh, said that – Matt LaFleur explains that. He said, hopefully our fans show up and show out for the most support and don't sell your tickets to the Lions fans, please. This is showing that Lions are going to bring it. You know, it's it's a it's a, it's a late night January game in Lambeau Field. It's going to be crazy. You know, and Rodgers ex- also explains. He said it's not it's not the same old Lions. And they were one at six at one point, and they've come up all the way back to eight and eight. And there'll be a lot on the line for both teams. Yeah, you know? just I yeah. was looking at something. They the Packers. I think if they win, they're in too. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is as big as it gets, and that's why it's kind of dedicated to the Sunday night game. You know. And back in week nine, week nine, the Lions beat the Packers 15-9, and nine, and this is when uh, Stewart, Andrew Stewart, we were talking about how Rodgers was mad. You know, he was, he was frustrated. He was screaming on the sidelines. Let me remind you that Kirby Joseph had, I think, two interceptions out of his three interceptions yeah. there, and that's when, you know, kind of Kirby Joseph got, like, I think it was uh, play of the week or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, point back, like, Lions defense, and especially with now, like, they're definitely they're, – they need to step it up, you know, and they're, they're, they're stepping it up definitely, but, like – another standard you know like I love Aaron Glenn I like what he's doing especially with Hutchinson you know it's 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 really just like I like I like to see where it's gonna go and I feel like the intensity of this game is gonna be like no other yeah and let's just talk about this too in the history of the Lions franchise we have had one playoff win ever one that was back in the 90s 1991 I believe and four we've had one playoff win 94 yes oh it was 94 yeah that was 91 but Anyway, what happened was my bad. Ninety-one. <laughs> what happened was back in those days, the other days in the nineties, we had Barry Sanders. We had a pretty good team. Yeah. You knew who knocked us out of the playoffs most of those years? The Packers. And lately, revenge oh, tour. Yeah, Brett, Brett Favre. And we're thinking, oh, when Bro- when Favre's gone, we'll probably have some good years. Here comes eh, the blessing wrong. of Aaron Rodgers. Here comes Aaron Rodgers, and we got a, about 15, 20 more years. It looks like with him dominating us, but. How good would it be to see the Lions this year put an end to the Packers season as well? Even if, like, let's, if the Seahawks win and don't let us get in the playoffs, 
we still could knock the Packers out. Like, how good would that be? That's awesome. That'd be crazy. And, I mean, I think just the uh, the gravity of this game is it's not just Lions fans and Packers fans wanting to see it. The NFL flexed this game to Sunday night. Because, Everyone wants to see it. Yeah, it's a it's a big game. It's two playoff teams, both at 500, 8-8. Eight and, eight. and if the Rams perform like they need to perform and they beat the Seahawks, then it's just, it comes down last regular season game and it's two eight, two teams on the verge of the playoffs and they just Sunday night football primetime. It's going to be a really great game. Yeah, just one other thing that might concern me. I was looking at this too. So the Lions, even though they play in Michigan, cold weather or whatever, they play in a dome. They get good climate every single home game. You're going to Lambeau Field, night game, Monday it's Monday Night Football, right? It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. Are the, how are we going to react to the cold in Lambeau? Because we've seen many teams go into Lambeau and not just have a hard time with that cold weather. And the fan base embraces it in Green Bay. The team embraces it because they love playing in the cold weather. Especially when it snows. That's when the Packers really come out to show because they play in that weather all the time. Absolutely. I don't think it will snow, but you never know, especially with this area. Especially, you know, it's gonna, the cold is definitely a factor that I'd like to take into consideration with the Lions, you know, especially when they played in Carolina, and it, was, it wasn't it was chilly, but it was really cold for down there. It was the coldest game in their history, 20, coldest, gre- 20 exactly, degrees 20 down degrees. there. 20 degrees, and, like, look down there. Look at the Lions. Look at how they performed, you know. I hope that's not the same outcome, you know. I hope golf and, you know, I, feel, I hope just, it's, again, I hope it's not the same outcome because I feel like if it is, then – the Lions are just botching their season, you know? Yeah, and one thing I think they should definitely do in this game is they need to unleash the beast. Jamison Williams. We need to unleash Jamison Williams because you take this guy in a top 20 pick in the draft. Okay, but he doesn't have any, that much experience. I know, but, but okay, you see you know. He's Alabama. He has you enough said you know. You said you don't have enough experience. The Lions have been – Especially with these, their past games when they've been going crazy, right? They went from one and six to obviously now eight and eight. They've been using all the wide receiver core. They use Craig Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, who was uh, again one of the players of the week. Um, you obviously have Amon Ross St. Brown. Like they're doing fine. Obviously, incorporate Jamison Williams, but you can't be like, oh, we're just going to rely on this kid. I know. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not saying you we haven't incorporated him a lot. It's the last game of the season. Do you want him to like go out there? Oh yeah, he made a first catch. You know, he made a touchdown. Wow. But do you want to send him out there and risk, oh, he dropped a ball. Oh, he gets, you know, clamped up by Jair Alexander, you know, especially with a good veteran safety out there who clamped up Justin Jefferson, right? Mm-hmm. He, like, you We're going to put him there, at the one? You, I mean, exactly. Like, what do you – I mean, you're going to incorporate him, obviously, I'm 100% into that, but you can't be like, oh, he's got to be listed as our starting. We need to, like, get him out there, you know? Like, ease him into there, obviously, and maybe it might be too late now to ease him in because, obviously, it's the end of the season, you know, and who knows what's going to happen, but I agree, or I I like to put out there, but, like, it's, I I kind of disagree with what kind of that, I mean, obviously, I want him to see out there, you know, he's a rookie from Alabama, he's really fast, he's, like, some uh, some stat line where he's really one of the fastest college football players ever, like, 23 miles an hour or something like that, he runs 23 miles an hour, some stat line, but regardless, you need to. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he needs to just flow in, and it's hard because he had his obviously early injury. You know. Yeah, yeah but the just pair. the one thing that I want to say about Jamison is, yeah, I completely agree. You want to ease him in, but we saw what happened this past week on that jet sweep against the Bears. Nobody expected that with him, and when Jamison takes off, you just see the defense kind of like, uh oh, like you it's just explosive. see him go like. 
boom. And that was one play. And you saw it when he caught that his first touchdown pass. It was wide open. He went right through. That was through. blown coverage. That was blown coverage. There's no way he and that scrambled other, out of there. That was blown coverage. And against the Jets as well, when he, he could have caught that one, but Goff made a bad throw. It was a bad play. But still, that could have been another touch. His explosion is insane. And what I'm saying the Lions should do is throw him in there on those jet sweeps and plays that teams don't expect because he's so fast and he's so explosive. And we saw it in college, too, as well. Georgia last year had one of the best defenses in college football. And before Jamison got hurt in the college football championship, he was just burning those defenders left and right, and people couldn't cover him. So I'm, what I'm saying is not that uh, the Georgia defenders and the NFL guys are on the same level, but I don't see why he couldn't do similar stuff like that in the NFL as well even though his experience level is low. Yeah, I mean, but you also, yeah, you want to get him in there, but you can't give him the ball 100% of the time when you have, you know, those veteran players, those seasoned players. Ahead of him. Amon Ross St. Brown yes. has had yeah. himself a season. Amon Ross St. Brown has had 100 catches for 1,112 yards and six touchdowns. It's his best season ever since being a rookie last year. He's one of few people in NFL history who's had 100 catches and 1,000 yards in his first two seasons, which is an impressive stat, especially when you play on the Lions. And, I mean, he's one of the top receivers in the league right now, and he's leading a playoff team along with Jared Goff and uh, Jamal Williams, and he's just a special player. I think he's going to become a superstar. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen a wide receiver like St. Brown in a while. But I think he has those 100 catches because Jared Goff is kind of a short-game passer. He's not that – Longer, he doesn't have that long range deep ball that other quarterbacks have, but um, still, he's a good player. Yeah, I'd like to bring out that the fact that you know I have the stat from uh, Jaron Goff right now. He's he's sixth in yards for total NFL, which is four thousand one two hundred fourteen, fourth in touchdowns in the NFL with twenty nine, and he has seven. And his seven interceptions are the sixth fewest among quarterbacks with at least three hundred pass attempts of the year. Goff hasn't thrown an interception in the last two hundred ninety pass attempts dating back to November six against the Packers, you know? That, I may just jinx them with Goff throwing an interception, but um, I realized that, I mean, Goff's, on, Goff's, been, Goff's been throwing it, you know? And that's that's good. It all helps with his offensive line, with Ragnarok, you know, Panay Sewell. Or Pan Sewell. Sewell, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. But you have, I mean, you have as an offensive line, you have a brick house, you know? I Goff has been slinging it especially to Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, another player that's surprised me is Khalif Raymond. He's been starting to get his name out there and around the NFL, which is I'm, I'm very happy, you know. Especially on special teams with that punt return touchdown against the Jets. Oh, 100%, 100%. You know, I, I really like to see, like, Craig Reynolds and all that other uh, – yeah, Craig Reynolds, he's one of the running backs, I think, or something like that. But yeah. um, regardless, you have, you have a good running game, too. You have Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. Lions' offense is hot. You know, they're, they're dangerous. Yeah. They're dangerous. They just need to – they got DJ Chark too. That could DJ Chark, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I totally forgot but, about him. But the reason the Lions are eight and eight is because their defense are 29th in scoring. I mean, coming into the season when they were one and six at one point, they had the highest scoring offense in the league before that uh, blowout loss. I think 29 nothing to the Patriots. They had the highest scoring offense in the league, but their defense was allowing more points than their offense could score, and they were the worst team by far in scoring. They've progressed throughout the season. They've gotten better and better, which is why they're eight and eight now. But, yes, the offense can sling it. You have Jamal Williams. You're feeding him at the goal line, getting him touches and touchdowns. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he's like a dual, he's dual threat. He's receiving back, and he can also run the ball with that speed. And then those receivers, and, uh, like, Brock Wright, he's been coming out with a bunch of touchdowns. I was going to say, Brock games. Wright, their tight end game, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. The Hawkinson trade 
paid off. May have been helped. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's 100% help because you have Brock Wright, you have uh, the, uh, Eli Mitchell. Eli Mitchell. I mean, you have all these other tight ends that haven't really been showing their face. Zilstra. Zilstra, yeah. I think it's like Will. Is it Will Zilstra or something like that? Shane Zilstra. Shane, Shane yeah. Zilstra. But he had like three, two touchdowns against yeah. the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, three touchdowns. Three yeah. touchdowns. Like, I mean, they're starting to get their names up, and that's what the Lions do. I mean, they did the same thing. Like, they bring these guys, and they just they get their names up, you know, especially with, like, example, Khalif Raymond, you know? Yeah. You haven't really known. Nobody's ever heard about him until he went to the Lions, until he had the NFC Player of the Week, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just – I think it's great because they, and they're incorporating their tight ends. Hawkinson, he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but it kind of was good for the Lions, you know, because – if when the when or if they didn't trade Hawkinson, would we we would we be at where we are now? Probably not. I don't Ex- think. No. Exactly. You know. It's. I feel like it's almost like what happened with the Dolphins and Mike Gesicki. Mike Gesicki, he's been a superstar past couple years, but he has not been getting the ball since Tua has come back. You know, he's gotten better, and they have those two great receivers in Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. He's barely gotten the ball because they've just been slinging it deep. I think with getting rid of Hawkinson and getting some picks, then you can distribute that ball more to receivers like Amon Ross St. Brown and then get Jamison Williams those touches that he needs while also getting it to Brock Wright in the tight ends and short coverage or like short yardage and get him touchdowns in the yeah. red zone. And one other person I would just like to credit this past week with the Lions is DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. This was a big game for Swift. We saw his explosion and how good he was and because some people were talking about I mean, we're kind of disappointed with Swift midseason as well. Like, we expected more from 100%, him. 100%, especially when Jamal Williams kind of like yeah, – he, he was like the lead rushing touchdown in the NFL or something yeah, like that. There are yeah. people saying in the draft, should we take a running back? And that's so surprising just because that we just took Swift like a couple years ago. I mean, he's not – I mean, he, I think Swift has done great, but other people are a little bit more picky than me. Yeah. And I think he just went out there this week and showed people, like, I'm the guy, I'm the number one running back in Detroit, I'm the fastest, and there's nobody better than me. But wait, what about Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams is a goal line running back because we've seen Jamal Williams dominate on the goal line, leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns because he gets those close goal line touchdowns left and right. He's unstoppable pretty much. But for a guy that you're going to give it to to bust a long run, you need to got, have a guy like DeAndre Swift in the backfield who has that I, high caliber speed. I personally feel like that Jamal Williams is more of – or DeAndre Swift is more of a receiving back rather yeah. than a – That's what I was going to say. I feel like he's coming, becoming more of like a – like, like a Christian flat, McCaffrey. Exactly, like a, like, a, like, like a flat runner, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, shotgun snap. Or like Tony DeAndre Pollard, Shiff, you know. Exactly, DeAndre Swift goes out, goes out right with a, for a flat, and you just dump the ball off to him and first down. Seven, maybe, eight yards, yeah. Seven, eight yards, maybe first down, you know, 15 with his speed, too. Jamal Williams is the guy that, you know, you're under center, uh, he's behind you, and you just feed him the rock and let the let the O-line do their thing, and you get eight yards. I mean, I like, I like the combo. You know, it's starting to kind of remind me of, uh, I mean, I obviously wouldn't say it, but Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yep. Yep. Nick Chubb is the bruiser. Cream yep. Hunt is the receiving back. You know, I mean, Jamal Williams is obviously not there yet, but I mean, they're kind of the RB duos in the NFL have been unbelievable. Like coming into this year, you know, you have obviously Cream uh, Hunt and Chubb. You have the two Carolina Panthers that ran all over the Lions. They're running backs. I mean, you have uh, Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Tony Pollard. I think who's been emerging is uh, Jeff Wilson Sr. and uh, Raheem Moser on the Dolphins with that speed. 100%. Another one I would like to credit is on the Buffalo Bills as well, James Cook. James Cook and Devin Singletary, Bills Mafia. 
No, but yeah, uh, that's <laughs> it's 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 been unbelievable. And obviously, I think we are all extremely excited for the Lions game this week. But unfortunately, this is all the time we have today. I'd like to thank everyone who is listening to this podcast today. Again, I'm your host, Joey Hogan, joined by Tyler Ratliff, Peyton, Madden, Pey- Peyton McIntyre, and Andrew Stewart. Thank you, and go Lions.